All right, good morning. Obviously, between the snow, Valentine's Day, and the schools are closed Monday again, who knows why? We have a low crowd this morning, but that's okay. Because what? Where there's two or more gathered in his name, he's with us, right? And we're happy to, to know that. I only have two announcements. I have uh, this announcement about confirmation. If you're going to go through confirmation, you need to see me today at 10 o'clock. I'll be in the junior high Sunday school classroom. If you miss that for some reason, you need to see me either right before, right after the 11 o'clock worship or sometime early in the week so you can get your materials. Confirmands, future confirmands. If for some reason the confirmand is sick but there's a parent here, I'll take the parent can come and I'll give it to you. Administrative council meets today at four o'clock. This is our combined board and council ministries uh, the, uh, model that we're using this year. It meets at four o'clock, very important meeting. If you're on either the council, old council ministries or the old administrative board and you rolled over into the new administrative council for 2014, you need to be present for this meeting. Reminder for prayer cards. Chris is standing there. You raise your hand and he'll give you a prayer card. If you want it to be shared, just make a notation. If you want it to be private, make a notation. Either way, it'll go to the prayer team later in the week where it's held in confidence and prayed again upon. We're good. <laughs> let's all stand and let's sing together.
together. Lord, we thank you so much just for the chances to come here and worship today, Lord. We also thank you for the time that you gave us this week just for rest. Lord, thank you for the beautiful snow and the way that it just covered everything. It covers a multitude of sins. And Lord, we know that just like that snow, you cover our multitude of sins. And we thank you so much for that. We thank you for your forgiveness and for your grace and your mercy. Lord, just be with us today and help us as we start back fresh and new this week just to walk with you and to be your light in the lives of others. In your name I pray. Amen. Your love is extravagant. Your friendship, it is intimate. I feel I'm moving to the rhythm of your grace. Your fragrance is intoxicating in our secret place. Your love. Capture my heart again. Capture me, Lord, won't you capture my heart? Capture my heart again. Capture me, Lord, won't you capture my heart? Your love is extravagant. Your friendship. Capture my heart again. Capture me, Lord. Won't you capture my heart? Capture my heart again. Capture me, Lord. Won't you capture my heart? Capture my heart again. Capture me, Lord. Won't you capture my heart? 
turn, greet your neighbor. Tell them good morning. And children, come to the carpet for our children's sermon. Good morning, everyone. All right. I bet this week you guys had to occupy your time by playing a lot of games or just kind of keeping yourself occupied. Um, do you guys know how to play the game? Let's say, is it freeze dance or freeze tag? Yeah. Can someone tell me how you play that game? Who can tell me how you play that game? Morgan. That's right, very good, that's right. In freeze dance, music is played and then everybody gets to dance. And then once the music stops, whoever is, is leading the game will stop the music and you have to stop and freeze and stay calm and still, don't you? If they catch you moving, you're out, right? Well, this morning, we're gonna play a game, we're gonna play a game that is similar to that, except we created, well, my girls and I, we played this when they were much younger, we played the quiet game. And it's kind of similar to that, except the command is quiet game starting now. And we slap our hands real hard. So I want all of us to play, even the adults out there, okay? And everybody who's getting some snacks back in the back, so everybody has to stay quiet. All right, so we're going to do a practice run, okay? And then when I look at everybody and I say that we're going to, that the game is ended, then that's when we'll know who moved, okay? So you adults back there. You're gonna to have to play along with us, okay? So the way we started, I'm just gonna give you an explanation. First, you say quiet game starting, and look at Natalie, quiet game starting now, okay? Or you can clap your hands, get all that energy out, okay, before you have to stay calm and still. And whoever giggles and laughs, or if you can't control it, just close your eyes so you don't, so you don't get out, okay? All right, here we go, adults, everybody in the back? Ready, here we go. One, we're gonna start the game. One, two, three. Quiet game starting now. Very good. Okay, very good. Everybody here won. There's a lot of adults over there moving. They couldn't stay still at all. They get antsy. Okay, this is a fun game. And it was kind of nice, peaceful, and restful, wasn't it? And this reminds me of the Bible story that we're going to learn about today. And it comes from Mark chapter 4, 35 through 41. And, the, and what is happening in this story is Jesus calms the storm. And some of you may have heard this story, but it kind of reminded me of the, of the game that we play, like freeze dance or freeze tag, because the object is you have to stay very still. You're calm and still. And so the way the story goes in this Bible verse is, 
that Jesus and the disciples go out onto a boat. And these boats aren't big, huge boats. These boats are kind of a medium size. And if there's a big storm that comes, the water can get into the boat and possibly drown them. Well, that's exactly kind of what happened. Jesus and the disciples were out on this boat. And then there was a storm that came. But Jesus was sleeping. He had been, you know, teaching and praise and praying with the people out in the land. So he was sleeping in the boat. But the disciples, they were wide awake because they were awakened by this tremendous storm. So the disciples were scared and frightened. So they go to Jesus and wake him up. Jesus, Jesus, do you not care if we drown? They were very frightened. Jesus woke up. And what did he do? He said to the storm, he said, quiet, be still. And then, just like in the quiet game, there was silence and it was calm. This was a wonderful miracle that Jesus created. Because remember in Genesis, we find out who created everything in our earth. And Jesus, right, commanded the storm to stay calm and be still and reminds the disciples that when things in our lives are probably, you know, if we have some problems or we're going through some tough times, that Jesus may not always take away those problems, but to remind us that he is there with us when the storm is strong and scary, okay? So remember that. When you play the quiet game or freeze dance or freeze tag or whatever came a version, remember this story, okay? Because it can help you remember that you're not alone during those tough times. All right, let's bow your heads and pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those times when you calm the storm that comes up in our daily lives. We thank you for those times when you give us peace, even though we are in the middle of a storm. We ask you to watch over us and keep us safe. In your name we pray. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these our people. Oh God, we seek to be happy in you, and we thank you for your care, and you've laid out paths for us to follow. And you remain with us on the journey. And you set before us the ways of life and death. And yet as we humbly come before you this day offering our praise and thanksgiving and petitions, we know we must confess, O oh Lord, that we have not always followed your way. We have not always honored your commandments. And oftentimes we get caught up like uh, little children and worrying about things that we don't need to worry about. 
Forgive us, O Lord, our shortcomings. Have mercy on our failings and restore us once more. O God, you have given us a mission to spread the good news to the world, and we know it's by your Spirit that we're able to please you. So send us again this day a fresh outpouring of that same Spirit that we may obey you, love you, and hold fast to you. And we pray, O God, this day that you'd receive our special concerns for those amongst our number who are wandering down paths that of physical illness or mental illness or, or spiritual uh, illness, O oh Lord. We pray that you'd have mercy upon them. We pray that you'd heal those who are sick, restore them, show the path of life to each one. We pray especially this day for Dave Hoffman, who's back in the hospital. We pray also for Jane Rhodes as she continues her healing process. We pray for Tony who has a bad hand infection. We pray for a family member who has stage three lung cancer. We pray, O oh Lord, for all those who are suffering this day or are facing surgeries or facing treatments or facing recovery from surgery. We pray, O oh God, that you would hear us, that you would do what you can do and we know that you can do, and that whatever you do, O oh Lord, that we'll accept it, as it be in your good and perfect will. Uh, we pray through Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, and we pray as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Is that clock right? Have I already, no, okay. I'm like, surely I've, we've run already run out of time. <laughs> okay, well somebody might have to give me a high sign because I can't wear a watch right now, so I'm going to turn it all right, the reading today is from Mark 4, uh, 35, and you just heard alluded to, and let me read it to you. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Uh, in leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat, and there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drowned? And he got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you this day for your presence with us. We thank you for your spirit. It guides us and directs us. Help us to see that you are with us through all our stormy passages. 
In your name we pray. Amen. Now, for most of you, this should be a familiar passage. You know, you grow up, growing up in Sunday school, this is a really a good passage that's used a lot. I can remember as a child participating as the whole class drew, uh, you know, pictures of Jesus standing in a boat with his hand held high, rebuking the storm. And so I know this is real familiar to you, but I still think that maybe there's some insight that we can still look at by taking time again this morning. Reading this passage, though, makes me think of a time when I was in a squall, and that was on Lake Norman. Lake Norman's in North Carolina. It's a big lake, uh, like Lake Hartwell, and it's a little bit like the Sea of Galilee because a storm can blow up very quickly there. And my brother-in-law and I were, were in a pontoon boat, and when we had started out that morning, we, our plan was to, to explore the shoreline and the, and go ways and do a little fishing and so forth and so on. And we, we were not really too serious about anything that day that we were doing. You might say we were at rest. And if someone had been along with us, they could have easily have slept just as Jesus did with the disciples that day. Can't you picture Jesus, though, curled up in the stern? Uh, maybe there was a blanket also there but his head resting on that cushion that the scripture makes sure that we hear, uh, I'm sure he was a picture of calm. And when that squall came up and the waves began to crash over the boat, uh, I'm not sure why he didn't wake right up, but it could have been that cushion. I, I can't imagine Jesus had that luxury when he camped out under the stars in the wilderness and on the mountaintops and other quiet places. And he was probably in some really good sleep when the disciples woke him. You know, when the squalls come up in life, when stormy passages are all around, most people get scared and hightail it for safety. That's what we did that day on Lake Norman. What it seemed like a, a lazy summer day turned into a nightmare as a storm blew up and as lightning started flashing and thunder started clapping and the waves started getting big, and you could see white caps, and all of a sudden that what seemed like a substantial boat seemed awfully small to me, to me. You know, the middle of the lake is not somewhere you want to be in a lightning storm. And so we made haste to the, to the nearest. We had actually, what had happened is we had decided to go across to the other side, so we're about in the middle of the lake when this happened. So we made haste to the, to the nearest uh, place that seemed like would give us some safety. And as we were going, all of a sudden, the car, the, the, car, the boat get quit running. It just stopped. So what do you think was wrong? Out of gas, yeah, okay. We was out of gas. Well, we had another, we had another gas can there. So, so my brother-in-law went to switch the gas off and we still couldn't get the thing to crank back up so there we were stranded in the middle of the lake no other boats in sight and this storm was really starting to rage now let me tell you it's times like these that you need to remember that Jesus is in the boat with you okay see so many times we forget that the help we need is right beside of us uh, we, we forget that Jesus is always with us that Jesus is there, and his presence is such, just like with the disciples, 
that they almost forgot he was there. He was asleep in the stern. And we panic. And these disciples, I love every one of them. I can't wait to meet them someday. Because Jesus knew exactly what he was doing when he, when he put them to work. Because they're just like us. They're just like us. You know, before they ever became saints in stained glass windows, they're just like us. On the way across that lake that day, their faith washed right overboard <laughs> with the first wave. Just like ours do so often. Don't you care if we drown? Don't you care, Lord? Don't you care, Lord? It's the first thing out of most of our mouths. We're about to drown, Lord. Lord, we're drowning in debt. We're drowning in grief. We're drowning in pity. We're drowning in fear. We're drowning in family problems. We're drowning, Lord. Wake up, Lord. We need you, Lord. Have you abandoned us, Lord? Have you ever noticed how loud people get when, they, when they're excited? When you get excited, you start getting hot, louder and louder. And so I could just see these disciples, these fishermen, getting all excited and loud. And yet they were fishermen. Now think about it, just about that, just for a moment. They weren't land lovers or land lovers or whatever the word is. You know, if they had been, you might understand. But they were used to being out on the lake and used to being in squalls and you wonder why their faith went overboard so quick, don't you? And you wonder if they realized that Jesus was with them. Surely they hadn't forgot Jesus was with them. Maybe they had forgotten. Or maybe they had just covered up their spiritual life. That moment was covered up with all the everyday things that happened, all the everyday cares of daily living, to the point that they forgot Jesus was with them. And if you think about it, that's exactly what happens to us. All these things happen, and we forget Jesus is with us. It's a little bit like dusty Bibles. I'll never forget when my very first appointment, I went to visit a family, and during the conversation, I thought of a verse that I wanted to share with them. But I had left the Bible in the car. So I asked the nice lady, if she would let me see her Bible for a moment because I wanted to share a verse with her. Well, I'll tell you right now, what happened next was at the least an embarrassing situation. First of all, she couldn't find her Bible. She started moving everything, searching the entire living room. She could not find her Bible. She looked everywhere. She started into the other rooms. I was like, it's okay. We don't have to move the Bible. I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll go get my Bible. She, then when she finally did find the Bible, it was covered up with a stack of other things, and when she pulled it out, it was so dusty, honestly, when she opened it up, she blew the dust, and we both got asphyxiated. You see, sometimes we put Jesus in the stern of our lives, and we cover him up with everything and forget about him, and then in a trial, we panic. We think he's forgotten us because we have forgotten him. Well, Jesus has not forgotten those disciples. Jesus has not forgotten us. Jesus gets up from his sleep, and with all the noise and the wind and the rain and the disciples uh, shouting and the waves crashing, the first thing out of his mouth is, Shh, quiet, be still. I think he's a little bit cranky from being woke up off that cushion and that sleep. 
I am sure I sure know that when somebody wakes me up before my nap is over I'm cranky but Jesus now has the attention of everybody disciples waves storms and guess what happens a solution arrives the storm calms the disorder turns to order the storm gives way to peace and as we were in the middle of Lake Norman I spied what appeared to be a little ball bearing and I picked it up and I said is this something that might help us and my brother-in-law who was who taught at that time auto mechanics at the high school said Eureka okay yes yes thank you Lord that had fell out when they did the little you know when you do that with the gas tanks on boats anybody got a boat you know what I'm talking about it had fell out and so it didn't make the connection like it was supposed to Jesus was right there asleep in the boat Jesus was right there asleep in the boat and now he has a question for those disciples and a question for us. Where's your faith? I'm not going to leave you out here in the middle of this lake. You know, those questions haunt us, don't they? Every time we have in our life, if you look back over your life or you hear about somebody else, something happened in their life, everybody here has a story to tell about something that happened that's kind of miraculous, okay? Um, And yet, we don't trust, and our faith goes overboard with the waves. Sometimes I wonder why I even get in the boat with Jesus, and maybe you think about that too, because if we're not going to trust Him, why do we want to get in the boat with Him? You know, the Christian symbol for the church universal is a storm-tossed boat with a cross for a mast. And yet we doubt, but there was never any doubt in God's mind. He promised to be with us in all situations, and sure enough, He was sleeping right there in the stern, was able when we needed Him. Right there He was, getting us to notice that that stupid little ball bearing had fell out. There was no doubt in the minds of the waves or the wind, they obeyed His voice. Friends, doubt is a tactic of the evil one. Doubt is deceit, lie, and is used to keep us from being all God wants us to be. Our God is a living God of future possibilities, not broken dreams. And faith means truly believing that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus has the power and authority over all things. And even when we sail in stormy passages... Even when we sail against the wind, even when the waves and storms of life are crashing down on us, He is there to calm us, to lead us to what we need. He is there. We should never fear the things of this world. He has overcome the world. He is greater than the world. Well, it, I can't stop without at least saying one more thing about the verse 41. And verse 41, after all this has happened, 
the, the scripture says the disciples were terrified. Now think about that. It didn't say the disciples were terrified earlier. After everything's calmed down and everything's okay, the disciples are terrified. Why? Who is this, they say? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is this? What has taken place is from God. And whenever you've experienced something from God, you get that little feeling, you know, it kind of goes up on your back and it's kind of like, ooh, ooh, something just happened in my life. And is that you, Lord? This overwhelming grace that grips the Apostle Paul in the Corinthians passage, let me, with such eloquence and conviction, let me repeat what he said when he experienced that. He said, oh, we appear to be dying, we live on. Though we're beaten, we're not killed. Even though we're sorrowful, we're always rejoicing. Even though we're poor, we're, we know you're making many rich. Having nothing yet possessing everything. In the time of God's favor, he heard us. In the day of salvation, he has helped us, the prophet Isaiah said. My friends, if all you get from this scripture is some nice, interesting stories to tell, you've missed the boat. What I hope you got is be not afraid. The Lord says that over and over in the scriptures. Do not doubt. Doubt comes from the devil. Keep the faith. The Lord is with us. Keep the hope alive that you first experienced through the power of the Holy Spirit. Stormy passages. We put that thing back in. That boat fired right up. And before we got to the shore, that storm started calming down and we continued on our day. Thank you, Lord. I suggest that whenever something goes right in your life, whether it seems like it's because you just happened to notice a ball bearing that was missing, then instead you go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let us stand and affirm our faith with our voices joined together. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope in life and death and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated and let our ushers come forward as we return our gifts to, to God.
protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. But all the while you hear each desperate plea and long that we'd have What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? And what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? Stand, let's all sing together.
hide your face from my sin and cover my iniquity. me away from your presence. Don't take your spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Restore to me the wonders of your love. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Restore you and keep you. May the Lord turn and smile at you this day. May the Lord give you his peace. Amen.
Have a great week.